Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of Hip Hop Heads Podcast HQ up in this bitch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back with another episode coming in crystal clear in 4K. Y'all may not know this, but we got some new technology in the house. Shout out to Mama Cooper. You know what I mean? (laughs) Holding shit down. You know what I mean? But we in here. We rocking. I don't know how it's going to sound, but it it sounds amazing to us right now. So we hope hope y'all are able to rejoice in our newfound technology that we've brought on to the to the hip-hop heads family so you should make is. everything easier for everybody let's for go sure. <laughs> let's go let's go man so as y'all know we're gonna bring y'all an album review this week and of course this was my choice this week or these last couple weeks and it was the currency and alchemist album uh from 2011 if i'm not mistaken covert coop and for our for all the um, Spitter fans out there, this was around the time where projects came out on like that Piff and shit like that. I don't know if you remember that oh, yeah. back in the day. So, you know what I mean? Just like, it would come out on things like that. And that was before uh, streaming services and shit like that. So a lot of artists like a currency who came up in the internet era, had a lot of their music on these on these websites, but a lot of this shit wasn't on iTunes, on Google Play, whatever, you know what I mean? So. Now it finally was brought on to, to all streaming sites. It was a big thing. Currency, uh, you know, came out and spoke about it. And that's why if you look it up on on um, on Apple Music, it'll say 2021 as the release date. But that's just because it was finally on streaming services. And 2021. And 2021, exactly. So I, as somebody who's a fan of Currency, you know, we, we've reviewed a couple of Currency projects on this joint before. Um, I hadn't heard this this project. You know, this is this is before I, I really got into currency. I, I peeped that the Alchemist was a producer on everything on his joint, and we've already done the Alchemist and Currency project, the one with uh, uh, Freddie Gibbs on it. Mm-hmm. We love that. We love that joint. So we were like, well, it makes perfect sense to, to, to take a dive into this joint, man. Exactly, exactly. There's not a lot of people that we do multiple reviews on, so you mm-hmm. know the love that we have for these artists. For sure. Just like you said on Apple Music on Spotify, it's also listed as being released in 2021. So exactly, we yep. see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But I was honestly like, I was even more interested. Like I like currency, but I was even more interested when you were telling me that this is uh, was produced by the Alchemist. Because you know oh, yeah. me, I I'm always gonna be a fan of the the beat production and like some just vicious sounding beats. And the Alchemist is one of those that never fails to just like put out some vicious shit no matter who it is Always. that he's working with so as soon as you said oh the alchemist and currency i was like okay this is definitely a project that i we need to check out for sure for sure for sure and and honestly like even me like i i didn't know that currency and alchemist had worked that far back in currency's career you know now yeah. currencies I guess you could call him a household name for the most part or, or at least a niche kind of household name where a lot of people know about him but i feel like back in in late 2000s you know 2010 2011 era his fans definitely knew about him but he wasn't as much of a mainstream fixture kind of if you will as he is now 
So it's just interesting to see that, you know, that Alchemist tapped in with him early on in his career. They've had this working uh, relationship for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting to see being that, you know, at least for me, I thought that him uh, on the Freddie Gibbs and, and 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 Currency Tape was the first time that they worked together. So it was just cool to see that they've they've already had that working relationship and um, and, and they're still at it, man. Exactly. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into this project because there was there was a lot that I did really like about this project. Mm-hmm. Not much that I didn't like about the project, which is yeah, which is really good for me. You know, what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> I can always for I sure. always seem to be able to find the faults in something. But um, <laughs> but let's go ahead and start with uh, number one, which is BBS. This is really a more it's really a chill song to start the album with, like compared to mm-hmm. most of the stuff that we hear and most of the stuff that, you know, we usually review. Uh, usually, yeah. you know, we always like, we like to have somebody come out the gate, you know, mad strong, mad powerful, you know, just to show us what the fuck you're doing. But at the same time, he does that lyrically, not so much with the driving beat, but the beat mm-hmm. is still like, it's just, it's simp- it's simplistically classic. That's what I like to yeah. to call some shit like that. I, the, the samples are... I feel like there's a lot going on, but it's melded together very well, which is something that the alchemist can really do. Not a lot of people can put a ridiculous amounts of sounds together and actually make them sound good. And that even includes sometimes the Pharrells, the Timberlands, you know, like they, it just doesn't always work for them. Um, right. But I think currency, currency's verse is rather simple, but again, simplistically vicious. You know what I'm saying? It's not basic, but it's very simple, but it's lyrically dope. And mm-hmm. I just think that like this is a this is a a different but a really good energy to start the album off with, kind of like on an almost like you're gonna underrate what I'm doing at this point, and then I'm just gonna hit you over the head with the motherfucking baseball bat. Yeah, nah, one hundred percent. I agree. I agree one hundred percent with the simplistic effect of it. And 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 in all honesty, I I feel like that's that's kind of the allure of of to currency is that you know he's you know all about smoking weed he's on his chill shit mm-hmm. you know typically you expect people to be on the mellow type of vibe you know smoking wise and, and and even like you said to start off the album we're, we're expecting a lot of energy we're expecting a lot of things to to really grab you in but i just feel like because you know current cur- people know what to expect from currency you know it's, it's a certain vibe and um and then i feel like that's what kind of attracts people to him like he raps about his lifestyle and 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 pretty much what he does on a day-to-day basis and he says all the time you know he just smokes weed and chill and watch tv and just and 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 eat cereal and shit like he's just a cool ass nigga Mm -hmm. and he just raps about his cool ass life exactly and i feel like i feel like this is a perfect uh way to start the album for a currency album because like i said it doesn't show off something that it's not gonna be which is it's not going to be a super high energy um, uh, mixtape or album. It's going to be uh, mellow. It's going to be chill. It's going to be a lot of Alchemist beats that are uh, a little low on the drums, not as heavy on the bass and shit like that. It's going to be nice and chill. And for the most part, just kind of loops of samples. And that's kind of what this beat kind of sounded like a little bit. But but it, like you said, it was really done very well. Both Alchemist and uh, Currency, I feel like did a great job to start the album. Agreed. Agreed. But let's go ahead and go on to number two, which is uh, the type featuring uh, Prodigy. And again, this this was a dope, I think dope second song to the mixtape slash album or project. Prodigy killed this joint. I feel like this is a, a really, I feel like this is a really dope kind of like split down the middle in a sense that, you know, cause the, 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 the hook says, or currency's hook says, 
we buzz raps like we deep uh d-boys buzz gats so he's pretty much saying like yeah i ain't, I ain't like no gangster nigga but like i'm out here popping but then you got the prodigy part that comes in with the gangster shit so i feel like that was a really good i'm trying to think of the word but like just kind of like just kind of split down the middle you know showing one side and showing the other side so i thought that was really dope and yeah i thought that was a dope song i agree with you i think that they really both had like almost like a velvety smooth flow on this jump uh, especially Prodigy, but then again, that was kind of Prodigy's like rhyme style. You know what I'm saying? He was known for having just like that really smooth ass flow. Again, just like you said, the it's it's a it's a very effectively simplistic chorus that just works incredibly well. You get both views on both sides from both of them. I think it's a great song. I don't really have shit to say about it. I think it's just a clean old sounding, old school sounding jump that it just works with both of them. You got an old school rapper and a rapper that raps like an old school rapper so like it just kind of you know just marries well together period for sure no i agree 100 percent. i thought the drum was dope and yeah good second good second track all right all right for number three blood sweat and tears or excuse me blood sweat and gears featuring <laughs> fiend now i wanted to say first of all I didn't know that fiend like I, I after listening to this joke i went back and i was like that that was fiend and because fiend was back with the Rough Riders, or not with the Rough Riders. He was with the Rough Riders for a while, but he was with No Limit before he was with them. Mm -hmm. And I remember Fiend from back in the day, and he had a very specifically sounding voice. And I just didn't know that after, you know, after his career with, or, or after No Limit kind of went defunct, I wasn't aware that he still made music, and yet he continued to make music. Let me just step in right there. Yeah. Which I don't think you know this, but Currency was actually in No Limit, so which would explain the relationship. Ah, see, learning. Explains the relationship, yeah. There yep. you go. So so I, it's funny is you brought that up because I actually didn't know who Fiend was. You know what I mean? I thought it was just, no offense to, to Fiend, but I was just, I thought it was just some random dude. Like I, I didn't know who he was. I mm -hmm. thought, but apparently it was it was an ex uh, or old uh, no old member of, uh, of No Limit. Yep. Hey, remember, hey, just go back to make him say, uh, Fiend's on that jump. Oh, he's on that jump? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Because it was the, that song featured all of the biggest rappers on No Limit, which was mm. Master P, Mia X, Fiend, Mystical, and Silk the Shocker. Mm. I'm, I'm curious as to when Currency joined No Limit and, and if he's on any No Limit songs. Because he talks about it all the time, that he was in No Limit for a while, you know, being that he's from uh, New Orleans. Yeah. So... So that 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 kind of makes sense of as to where this relationship or how this song happened, I guess. Exactly. I, I actually I would be very interested in that myself. We had to do some research. Yeah, for sure. Uh, going going beyond, but um, like I always say, the alchemist knows how to use a lot of shit in a beat and make it sound perfect. This this beat to me, it sounds like if if I mean I'm not gonna say I'm a rapper because I'm not a rapper. Like I I can't rap for shit. If we if we was to get drunk and freestyle, I give you like maybe a good three bars and then that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it seems like this jump would be hard to like rhyme on. Like it would be hard to just ride this beat because it's such a crazy sounding beat. But at the same time, currency finds a way. Well, they both truly find a way to just ride this beat expertly. Um, and I think that the beat is actually perfect for Fiend's voice because he's got that low, gravelly type mm -hmm. voice. 
I great verse uh, by Fiend. Great verses. Uh, great verse by by Currency. It's great. Now I see why they work so well together. Is because like you said, they've had that friendship. Because I was I thought it was kind of weird to have both of them together on a track, but now you know that they're friends. Now you understand why the track works so fucking mm-hmm. well. For uh, sure. So yeah, I think I mean they're both. I mean I don't think that there's gonna be a bad lyrical song on this album. I'll just say that right yeah. now. Uh, but like these two, like I said, it was magic. It works so fucking well together. And now having that background to actually let us know that yes, they were friends before. They worked together before. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that relationship. That's actually dope to know. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, I thought the beat was perfect. Like you said, it. it it fits both of their voices perfectly, both of their flows perfectly. Both rappers kind of have that that mellow voice and uh, tone to their rap. So I agree 100%. And again, this just shows the the, the chemistry between not only uh, a currency and um, and fiend, but also between him and Alchemist. And this is early on that, that that Alchemist was able to pick the right beat for currency because because Alchemist makes a lot of beats. He mm-hmm. works with a lot of different artists. You know what I mean, and 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 for him to understand rapping, like like I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's a student of the game and everything, and to understand what beats work with what artists. So I think that, that that's just uh, expertly shown on that drum for sure. For sure. Um, but let's go on to number four, Life Instructions, featuring Smoke Dizza. This this again is one of those one of the beats on the album that kind of it just is like a, it, or at least it sounds like it's just the sample kind of playing over the little guitar thing playing in the background mm-hmm. um and then you have currency rapping over it and then smoke this afterwards um but i thought this one was dope i like the the opening bar he, he i think he said patty cake patty cake i'm baked my man instead of baker's man or whatever so i thought that was really dope play on that and again it just lets you know what this whole shit is about uh what the next song is about and it's just i don't know i, I thought it, it was perfect it was a nice mellow song again what I, one thing I, I realized when listening to this album a couple times over was that every song kind of, kind of I don't want to say, you know, typically sometimes when songs blend in and you can't tell where one song ends and the other one doesn't, mm-hmm. sometimes it could be a bad thing because it's, it's just boring. But I feel like in this in this case, all these songs kind of blend in perfectly and like in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like this song kind of feeds off of the last song and kind of feeds into the next song. And it just it just works. The same energy is is there for all of the joints. So, so this is this is a dope joint too. I agree. Now, is it is it currency that does the first verse or the second verse? Yeah, currency is the first verse. Okay. So yeah, the second verse. I I I I wanted to make sure because I was like I listening to it multiple times. The second verse is not as sharp as the first verse. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's not a bad verse overall. But it's just not as good as what comes before it. Just point blank. Period. Uh, yeah. usually kind of like in track and field, you want your strongest person to, to finish to, mm-hmm. so you can get that, you know, best performance out. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't like trying to, trying to dictate what people should do on their stuff. But like, I feel like this song would have had an even stronger impact if the verses had been switched. But other than that, I ain't got a problem with it. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess it's just kind of as an artist, especially a two verse song, a somewhat shorter song. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a hard decision. Do I want to put my feature at the beginning or to go last? Because, you know, if it's your if it's you what the artists are here for, then they're gonna to want to hear it early. But you could also argue that if it's you what they want to hear, they'll sit through a I don't wanna say this is a subpart verse, but if it was a subpart verse, they'll sit through a subpart verse 
to get to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with what you're saying. I feel like that might have been a better decision to go with here. But um, I like this joint. I like the joint overall. I thought, again, it's just a nice, chill, mellow joint uh, with very minimal drums, if any, added to it. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing is vicious. If you can actually compose a vicious sounding beat without that many or no drums at all, mm-hmm. that's 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 fucking skill on the part of the producer. So again, gotta give it up to the alchemist. That's a fact. That's a beat making white boy. I tell you what. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So number five is smoke break. And I absolutely fucking love this beat. I think this oh, is it's, it's amazing. one of the best beats on this album. Or not, yeah, one of the best. I'd say like top three, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I love the flow on this shit. I love that it changes up a few times during the verse. You know me. I I I love it when a, when a nigga can rap and give you different styles and make them fit all together as one verse. Um, and of course the lyrics are vicious. Uh, again, another simple hook but it's perfect for this fucking song. Like, I don't know what it is about Currency and his ability to write a simple-ass fucking hook, but you don't, like, just let niggas know, you don't always need a complicated-ass hook to have your song hit hard and fucking get to the point or anything like that. I think that this song is smooth as shit. It is completely well-crafted on every level. And definitely, again, like, one of my top threes on this album. No, I agree 100%. I thought this one was dope. I thought... The title of it and just the idea of it, Smoke Break, right in the middle of the mixtape or the project. Dope-ass idea. And the fact that it's not just him talking over it, that he's also rapping over it was dope. I agree that the beat is ridiculous. And if you've ever doubted that white people have soul in them, this right here is... Well, even though he, I guess he's Jewish, so that might be a difference right there. But regardless, white people have soul, and this is a fucking example of that. Oh, my album is killed his joint. The sample is ridiculous. Man. It's crazy. The 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 drums placements on everything is crazy. Everything about it was crazy on this joint. Really dope first uh by by currency as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was just a really dope. I, I think it just perfect. It was just a perfect, perfect song on this joint for sure. Agreed. 100. Um, let's go ahead and go on to number six though, uh Scotty Pippins. And of course, this is featuring our man Freddie Gibbs. And again. Good to see that these these two have been working together for uh, look what looks like about a decade now, you know, because uh, this this joint came out 2011. Um, their recent project that they worked on about a year ago, I want to say, or if not 2019, 2020, yeah, somewhere somewhere around that time. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that um, two. I don't want to call them young rappers because I feel like they're actually get closer near their 40s, but still like two rappers that are independent, two rappers that are gaining their success right now mm-hmm. it's good to see that they both were working together even when they were uh, uh, younger and shit like that but this joint was dope I really like the beat on this joint and I thought Freddie Gibbs killed this joint killed this joint I agree and now before I go into what I thought about it just cause it's on my mind and I don't wanna forget it mm-hmm. um, isn't it amazing how that nowadays when rappers come out they tend to be on the older side versus back in the day where they all seemed to be like 17, 18, 19 when they first came out. Like Nas was like 16 or 17 when he when he first came out. I think when Jay-Z first started rapping, I don't even know if he was 18 yet. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like Biggie, yeah. when Biggie first started rapping, he wasn't even 18 yet. Like they all came out when they were very young. But then when you get this new school of rappers, and it's, it's not just like the Freddie Gibbses and the Currencies that are like, they're getting their big breaks when they're 
in their 30s and stuff. Like Drake and Nicki Minaj were both like 25, 26, like when they got their break. And Think we about all Fabio Foreign. Yeah. Fabio Foreign is, I want to say he's like in his 30s. Damn, and I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that's the whole thing about it. They were saying that it was kind of, I guess, I don't want to say weird, but um, that it was just saying that, you know, he's, if, let me let me make sure I, I'm not just saying a fool's tale. Uh, <laughs> not, oh, also, oh, like, well, he's, yeah, he's, he's in, born in 1990, so he's like 31. Oh, okay. So, but, but regardless, like, he's not a young dude. Exactly. And, and, and especially the drill movement is kind of like a young guy's game or yeah. whatever, so... And not, not to say that there's not young niggas coming out, because yeah, obviously sure. there's plenty of young niggas still coming out this day making music. But it seems like a lot more of them are are a little bit older, a little bit more mature when they actually mm -hmm. like get their big, big breaks. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I, I like that because, you know, typically you would hear people say, oh, this is a young a young man's game or mm -hmm. this is a young, a young guy's game. You know, old heads get, you know, get out the way. And I feel like that just goes to show that true talent like if you just stick with your shit mm -hmm. you know because freddie freddie gibbs like i didn't even know that he was with a uh, young jeezy back in the day back in like the late early you know mid to late 2000s yeah and, i found that out recently and, and, too and the fact that like almost a decade later is when his career really took off is is it's pretty crazy to think about because most people at this point would probably just say fuck it i'm done with music mm -hmm. i'm about to do whatever so it's just cool that, you know, like you, you see guys like Freddie Gibbs, you see guys like Currency who they get their flowers at some point mm -hmm. for all their grinding and all their just sticking true to what real music that they make. You know exactly. what I mean? And not because, and, bro, this song right here sounds like something that could have been maybe beat wise. It could have been a little differently, but rhyming wise, both of these, uh, both of them were on par mm -hmm. like to, to, to anything that was on the newer joint. It was it was both had five verses on it. So that was that was dope. Exactly. Now, for what I thought about Scottie Pippen, I think that this beat is dark as shit. And honestly, mm -hmm. I think it's more of a of a Freddie Gibbs targeted beat. Like it would be, yeah. it could be definitely something from his album featuring Currency instead of the other way around. You know what I'm saying? For sure. uh, just because of the pure sound of it. But again, like you said, this shit was perfectly ex executed. I love the way that Gibbs did his verse. And there's just the only thing I had to say is I think that Gibbs had more energy, like in his rhyming than currency did in his yeah, rhyming again not to not to put down currency or what he did because what he did was great phenomenal but i just feel like there was more energy behind what gibbs had to say then again that is a gibbs trait like every every song that you hear from gibbs even in his most relaxed form he's gonna be like giving you the absolute most energy that you can give and that's a talent to be able to be that calm and reserved and still focus mm -hmm. so much energy into your rhymes yeah no 100 100 i agree you know, he, like you say, even with the slower beats, Freddie will come with a certain pitch. He, he kind of reminds me of like a uh, crazy bone in his delivery. Mm. Like he kind of has that, like you can feel just the energy in his delivery and mm -hmm. shit like that. But no, nah, I agree. I agree 100%. All right, let's go on to number seven, uh, Ventilation. I feel like this beat, uh, this beat is dope as fuck, but it's almost like everything is about to get very, very personal on this song. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a very short track, but again, lyrically just very dense, um, as you know, like we said, currency tends to be. His flow change-ups are, again, phenomenal on this genre, especially how many change-ups he does for as short of a track as it is. Um, and I feel like that this this could be considered an interlude because it's so short. 
but because the rhyming on it was so vicious, I'ma just call it a song. No, yeah, I agree. I thought the genre was dope. The only thing I will say is that I kind of feel like the the beat itself was well, it was too stripped down. It didn't really have no drums on it. It was just kind of like the the sample kind of repeating over and over again. So for me, the, the the beat got a little repetitive. But I think the rapping was always on point. I, I guess I'm gonna say if there is a throwaway track on this joint, for me personally, it would probably be this one, mm -hmm. just because there's not a lot of anything that really caught my attention. It kind of just blended in with the rest of the album. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like like I said, the beat wasn't too special to me. The rapping was 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 still pretty good, but it just wasn't something that really drew me into the album like anything else that I've heard on the night. So no, no but, I, did, but, I understand. Like you said, it, it's short. It could definitely be mm -hmm. taken out. And honestly, it could be used as an intro or something. Like, you know, I don't know. Right. No, I agree. I agree. All right, so we're going on to the next song, which is number eight, the 007, which um, I don't know if they call it 007 because the beginning of the song, you know, samples, whatever sample they use is like a theme song of 007, but they, it sounded like they used like the theme song of a show for the beginning uh, interlude of the song. But the drum was was dope all around. The the beat was was dope, and I thought you know just like everything else on this joint, currencies rapping was dope. Again, I guess I could comparing this to the last song. I I just kind of like this beat a little bit better. Mm -hmm. This isn't necessarily one of my favorite joints on the album, but it, it blends in well because I just like the the beat better than I guess the last one, which I guess would be my only uh, complaint about the album is that some joints they're just kind of a little repetitive on the beat. Um, mm -hmm. I would say. But other than that, the drum was dope. I really liked the, the interlude at the beginning as well, and the beat was dope, yeah. I have to say the biggest problem with this song is that the song really doesn't appear to be about anything. Like, I, I, I listened to it a handful of times, and I was just like, I don't really get the message of this song. It just seems like he's on here rapping. Uh, mm. Maybe I was just too high to understand it or to get it, or I don't know, maybe... I am right. I don't know. But for me, it just didn't seem like he was really going in any specific direction with this song. So that's probably just another reason why it came off like that. Like, you're just kind of like, yeah, I can take it because the beat's tight. But like, at the same time, I don't need it because, you know, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, right. that's 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 my main thing with the song. But like you said, I, I think that the beat is dope as fuck. It's a, a very alchemist beat, of course. Um, but like you said, the song itself is just kind of it just kind of blends in. It just kind of like, you know, background at, at, at one nah, point. For sure. And again, that's, that's what I would feel about these last two joints. But if I had to pick one that I actually liked a little bit more, I guess it would be number eight, 007. But I agree. It, it's kind of kind of like a background uh, blending into the, into the album type of song as well. Mm -hmm. I agree. But let's go on to number nine, uh, which is uh, Success is My Cologne. Mm -hmm. Again, another shorter song. I believe it's a little over two minutes. And I think, again, this is this is a song, Currency, kind of talking his shit, if you will. The beat is dope as shit on this one. It's one of my, one of my favorite beats on the, on the album as well. And for it being short, I, I really like the, the content on this joint. I thought the joint was dope. You really must be rubbing off on me because I literally wrote Currency's talking his shit on this song. <laughs> well, maybe we just both heard the song and, and, and that's that's what it was. Exactly. Maybe. I feel like that's your phrase, though. Like, I feel like that wasn't my phrase. Talking his shit. Oh, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Fair but, enough. Uh, Fair enough. I do like the beat. I think it's cool. And I do like the use of the samples. Again, he's talking his shit on this, Joe. It's, again, a little short. Kind of like the one before. It is a little disjointed. 
not really a completely cohesive topic wise but i mean again the beat was good so we can rock with it if we want to we can rock with it if we don't want to your flavor (laughs) for sure no for sure i i I fuck with it like i said i like when rappers talk their shit i I don't know that's just it's kind of like when you're in the gym and you want to listen to something that kind of get in your bag Mm -hmm. figuratively speaking or whatever then that's that's kind of like the type of shit that I like to hear. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. I feel like everybody needs that. Rather you're in the gym or rather you're at work or rather you're in school, everybody needs that that little joke. And I feel like this is one of them songs that, that makes you feel that way. So I feel like this joke was dope. Like I said, he's talking this shit. He's talking this shit about, uh, you know, success being his cologne and, and success being the reason that, that the bitches is around and shit like that. And I feel like that's that's a pretty dope uh, just just title for the, for the song and, and for what it is, so... I fuck with it. Agreed. All right. And the last track on here, number 10, is Full Metal. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the beat is great for this, for especially for it being the last track. Um, it has great energy. Um, it's a really, really good way to end this album, considering that the album ended or it started on such a chill note. It's really, to me, it's, it's, it's meant to be inspiring to people. To Hell basically yeah, get sure. up and go do whatever you need to do, whether it's get money, take care of this, take care of shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Get up, go do what you need to do. Like, this is just the junk that is telling you, yo, you got this shit, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter what the fuck, you know, you come across as an obstacle. Yeah. Bang, bang. So, like, I think it was a great way to end the album. Great messaging, great beat. Just a, an overall, I think, perfect song to end this album. Again, especially, it just juxtaposes how the album started, energy-wise. Hell yeah. And, and again, I just I just love the opening bar. I call my man son because he shine like, and I just thought, and I just knew I was like, okay. He's going to kill this joint. The beat was fucking ridiculous on this joint. And like you said, it had that energy. It's like a motivational joint. Again, another joint you might put on at the gym mm-hmm. while you're not trying to run that extra five minutes on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Put this motherfucker on, you're going to run that motherfucker. It just has that energy. There's certain beats, there's certain combinations of the beats and you know, lyrics and bars that it kind of just sparks it up for you and, and just makes you feel like you you that nigga, you know what I mean? And this is this is definitely that song. I think, in my opinion, two great songs to end the track um, after somewhat subpar last two songs before that. So I thought this was a really good way to end the album. Great beat selection by Currency and by uh, by Alchemist there. And just great, great bars by, by Currency. Great way to end the album. Yes, sir. All right, well, that was the end of our review of every track of covert coop by the alchemist and currency from 2012 by way of 2021 11 11 11 2011 by way of 2021 let me just say that it's crazy that that was when i graduated from high school and i was 10 years ago insanity damn i told you my 20 year john's coming up this year nigga Uh that's what i said (laughs) (laughs) hey did you did y'all did you go to your to your 10 year joint? I did because I was roped into helping organize it. Oh nigga. But fuck it, man. Let's let's get back to the album, y'all. Yes, sir. So like I said, this this was uh my album for the classic joint, 2011 mm-hmm. joint. I thought that this joint uh lived up to my expectations for the most part. Uh this is the second currency and alchemist project that we've reviewed on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We had high expectations, and I would say that for the most part on my end, they lived up to them couple i would say somewhat of a mess here and there on the on on this project but because it's such a well fit and put together joint 
it almost doesn't even matter because uh, a lot of these songs are super short and you can just go on to the next one right after that. So I thought this shit was dope. I, I It lived up to my expectations overall. How about you? Uh, I, I agree. I thought it was a great album. And I thought that both, I mean, I, again, this is joint was a little, it's a little back in the day, but both Currency and The Alchemist were in, in top form on this album. For sure. Even the couple of songs that we thought were misses on the joint, they were still not bad songs by any means. And that's, that says a lot, honestly. Like, if you don't like something about a song, but you can still sit and listen to it uh, because of the skill of the beat or the skill of the rapper, then that's, st- that, that's still something special. Um, sure. I, I think that they both just delivered completely on this. Um, currency again continues to impress whether it's old shit or new shit. Um, because honestly, like when we first started, when we first brought up currency, I had no interest in listening to him because I had heard a couple of songs that I just didn't like with him mm-hmm. featured on them. I was like, I don't think I can make it through an album, but when I actually sat down and listened to his body of work a few times, I, I fuck with it, I fuck with him, period. <laughs> Let me just say this, right? I feel like Currency is one of those rappers that, as a feature artist, if you're not already a fan of his, you're not going to become a fan of his. But if you sit and listen through a project of his and see how he incorporates just uh, song structure with, you know, what his lifestyle and shit like that, and just kind of incorporates everything about him into his music. Oh, I, I find very few people that, that have heard of Currency and didn't at least say, yeah, man, he's pretty dope. Like, uh, he's cool. Like, I fuck with his shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've, even if that's not like all of a sudden your favorite rapper now, most people say, "Yo, yeah, he's dope. I fuck with him." Like, I very few people I've heard after they really listened to the to a project of his and be like, "Nah, I don't know. it's not really for me. I don't really fuck with that." Yeah, because because he is dope. But like I said, on on uh, on features, I just feel like not always the greatest. Not able to 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 you know set up the song how he wants to set it up and kind of really give his his vibe off. So I feel like typically that's that's kind of how that happens and we don't get to see the, the currency that we see here. That's true. And since it's like the, the, the industry is so feature heavy nowadays, I feel like that kind of happens with a lot of people. Although I feel like that's the opposite with some people where some people shine on features. But when you listen yeah. to their specific projects, not oh, yeah, really so sure. much into it, which I think is for weird. Sure. Honestly, and that's why I am with Drake. Every time Drake is featured on somebody's shit, I think it's pretty dope, but when I have to sit through one of his projects, I, I can't do it because of the, the, the sheer amount of singing. Because he doesn't typically always sing like the entire thing when he's featured on someone else's shit, with like the mm-hmm. exception of a few songs. But usually when he's on somebody else's shit, he's rapping, rapping. and he's going in. Yeah. So, no, you're right. You're right. I agree 100. Mm-hmm. percent All right. But so yeah, fuck. Let's for, go on to Covert Coop. Uh, what do you give it? Uh, what, what's your score for it out of ten? All right, so out of 10, I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. I thought it was a really, really solid project, let's call it. Uh, really solid uh, all around, good production, good raps, good bars all over it. And it has a good aesthetic to it, like the vibe of the other album. You know, with, with there being a song titled Smoke Break in the middle of the album, it kind of just has that, that feel of... of, of of being with a pothead, being with currency, being with, with alchemists, you know what I mean? It kind of has that feel to it. A lot of good features on this joint, in my opinion. Uh, my favorite was the Freddie Gibbs one, of course. And just overall, man, just really, really solid hip hop, in my opinion, by one of the better producers in the game and and arguably one of the better rappers in the game. I gave the project an eight, an eight, uh, an eight out of 10. Uh, and 
The only reason I gave it, I didn't give it a nine, was simply because of just the two songs that I really wasn't quite, quite mm -hmm. fond of. But it was like I, I really have to give it up to him because he brought in some, like he brought in like Fiend and. Um, yeah. You know, uh, not only just Freddie Gibbs, but Prodigy. You know, he brought in some some yeah. experienced older rappers, uh, a couple that you don't ever hear from anymore. I mean, of course, Prodigy, God bless the dead. Uh, right. But uh, Fiend, like I said, I hadn't heard of Fiend since probably like 2000, maybe. <laughs> right, um, right. And it's just good to see that you put these guys in there and you can actually give them something you know a project to really go off on and to see that yeah. yeah they still got these skills and it's again it's really cool to hear that you know they were friends beforehand especially him and fiend you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying that's a really yeah. really vicious um a really vicious setup um for sure i i think that this this album it really really impressed me and i'm not i mean i don't know why i said it really really impressed me because i you know anytime i hear currency <laughs> or the alchemist i'm usually impressed either way so like yeah. I just I I don't know I don't remember having I don't think I had, no I didn't have any reservations going in with this one but it's like I don't want to always say okay this is you know this is incredible you know blah 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 because it's just like yeah. I feel like I'm gonna say that anytime we have one of their projects under review just because right. I'm a fan like I really fuck no with facts facts um, facts agree now you think that this album stands the test of time as it was created initially back in 2011. I'm going to say for the most part, yeah, I think um, in the sense that if you listen to the equivalent of that today, which would be the Currency and Freddie project, mm -hmm. I would say that the majority of those songs are on par, like sounding wise, uh, with, with almost every song on on, on Covert Coop. Um, I, I think, again, because it was uh, Alchemist produced beat, I think... Alchemist beats haven't changed a whole lot throughout mm -hmm. time. You know, what I mean, he kind of sticks to his style, and and what makes him him. Yeah. So, so I would say for the most part, yes. I would say eighty percent of the way, yes, for sure. And I I would agree with you because again, like you couldn't have told me that this. I like you could have told me this joint after I listened to it, like you did. I didn't. I I wouldn't have known that it was from two thousand eleven. Unless yeah. I had actually like looked it up, like I automatically just thought that this was something that was fresh from this year or maybe right. or a little bit late from last year. And then mm -hmm. you hit me with the 2011 date and I'm like, oh, shit. Well, see, here I am. I'm already fucked up in the game thinking that it was <laughs> from currently. So, yes, I think it does stand the test of time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. What, what, other, what other proof do y'all need? All right? That's exactly. all I'm saying. Exactly. All right, and uh, before we get up out of here, uh, again, thank you all for listening to the review of Covert Coop. I hope yes, you guys sir. go out and check this album out because it is absolutely amazing. Yes, sir. But, you know, we like to try and give you guys a little bit of a suggestions on mm -hmm. some stuff to check out. Well, so, well, we, we, we ideally like to give y'all, but we, have, we haven't been thinking about that for the last two, three weeks. Dude. We, we haven't slipping. forgot, y'all. We we've been and, slipping. <laughs> and we are about accountability yes. on this podcast. Yes. So we're going to be straight up with y'all, but we coming with that fire today because the nigga's been off work for the last week and I've been watching a lot of TV. Let's go. <laughs> so what's your I'm recommendation a, this I'm week, I'm going to just sir? go out and just say, man, if y'all haven't watched in Spanish, it's called El Inocente. In English, The Innocent on Netflix. Hmm. Go check that out. Um, I would say if you can understand Spanish and just put the English subtitles, do it that way. Just because it just flows better. But it's also in English, like like dubbed, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a really, really good show on Netflix. Um, finished the whole joint like in a day or two. And the shit was crazy, man. Really, really dope show. Um, 
The Innocent, I believe is what it's titled on Netflix. So definitely go check that out if you have not. All right, I'll definitely have to check that out. Uh, my, excuse me, my suggestion this week is going to be a movie called Without Remorse. Uh, it's on, I believe, Amazon Prime right now, and it stars Michael B. Jordan. And he's essentially a Navy SEAL whose team uh, takes out their target, but then they become targets themselves, and he is basically the only one surviving, so now he's on a, on a mission of revenge. So I, I, I thought that movie was great. It's, it's like basically nonstop from the time it starts until the time it finishes. I mean, if you are just into a great fucking revenge movie where a nigga is going through and just murking niggas left and right who have fucked him over, this is the movie you need to check out. So check out uh, Without Remorse starring Michael B. Jordan. Let me just say, those kind of movies are always awesome. And, and I feel like there's a market for them. Because every few years, especially like in the Asian community, there's always like, these bitch ass niggas kill my family and they rape my daughter or some shit. And then this nigga just comes back like, throwing fire out of his shit and just fucking everybody up. Come out like, like Kang. <laughs> nigga, and I feel like I'm such a sucker for them kind of movies because I just love it. I love it when, when there's a reason for madness. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I love yeah. it. Yeah, oh yeah. It's like the John Wick Jones. Like the John Wick movies are like the ultimate movie in, in Revenge and like the ultimate series of movies in Revenge and <laughs> I love absolutely every fucking second of them and I cannot wait for the fourth one to come out. <laughs> hey, so I haven't seen any of them. Bro. They're fucking amazing. They bro. are great. I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that the acting is nah. Oscar worthy, but there are some good fucking actors in this goddamn movies, and the plot is very simplistic, but they Fuck. did the fucking thing. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If John and Johnny, I'm about to call him Johnny Depp. If what is this nigga's name? Keanu Reeves. If he is not one of your top five action stars of all oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. Then nigga, you need to reevaluate your goddamn list, cause this nigga is out here. Come to find out, after I'd watched uh, one and two before three, this nigga yeah. is like a triple black belt in martial arts. He does stunt motorcycle driving, stunt car driving, stunt horse drive, like horse riding. This nigga does all his own stunts. He learned how to shoot all the guns. He learned how to do the knife shit. Like this man is like he's the real deal. He is the real fucking deal. Like I would never want to meet Keanu Reeves angry in the street. <laughs> Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> nah, he's the man, man. He's the fucking man. Has been the man since, even since before The Matrix, I want to say. I don't know. Bruh, since Bill movie. and Ted, dog. Since Bill and Ted. If you ain't seen Bill and Ted, take your young ass on you know, Netflix yeah, or whatever <laughs> and go ahead and watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And then, uh, what is it? Bill and Ted. Uh, what's the second one? I can't remember what the second one is called, but the second one's even better than the first one because they have to deal with <laughs> the Grim Reaper, and I love that shit. <laughs> That's a fact. But shout out to uh, Mamet Keanu Reeves. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan in, yes, uh, in, what is it called again? Without Remorse. Without Remorse. And yeah, man, shout out to all them great movies we just mentioned. We just put y'all on to at least a week's worth of binging. So there y'all go. I'm telling you. <laughs> Look, man, you come for hip hop, you leave with TV selections from the two motherfuckers that's, you know, I can't even think of a word to say right now, but two niggas that know what the fuck we're talking about. Exactly. We just providing y'all all type of shit. Just we give y'all the information. Go forth and 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 be prosperous. Yes. <laughs> Do what you must with it. Exactly. All right. Was there anything else you want to tell these people before we get up out of here today, sir? Nah, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. As always, 
Uh, we gonna come back with another regular episode next week to fill y'all in and what's been going on. And also, if y'all want us to listen to y'all music and give our reaction to it and give our honest opinion on it and review it on our episode, go ahead and shoot us a DM. Or would it would that be our best way to? Get yeah, shoot us a DM uh, at HQ Podcast either on Twitter or Instagram. There you go. Or if so you have one of the. Um, I get you can you can I know you can you know, send us a message on SoundCloud, but I don't know if you can uh, we can't I don't think we can do it on on iTunes or Spotify or anything like that, but for sure. Truth be told, we'll probably see it better if you just uh, DM us on on either Twitter. We'll or be guaranteed so, to see it. <laughs> yeah, because y'all y'all know how that should be on on everything else, but definitely shoot us a DM. We love to uh, listen to all your music, so definitely uh, tap in with us. Particularly if there's any uh, local artists, any DMV artists, definitely tap in with us, and uh, we'll we'll definitely be in touch with y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And to end it there, uh, y'all know where y'all can find us for your listening pleasure. Y'all can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can again find us on Instagram or Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, it is all spelled out. Yes, sir. And you can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. See the little black square with the little blue H and the three in there? That's us. That's us, bitch. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's it for this week. Again, thank you for listening to the episode. And, uh, of course, as I always like to say, uh, be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can be. And make your mother proud, y'all. That's all we're going to say, and we're going to leave it at that. That's right. That's right. All right, y'all. Take care of each other. Keep yourselves clean. Keep your ass washed. Keep your hands Mm -hmm. washed. Keep your head above water. Make sure you're good to go. Let me just say this for for all my big dudes out there. Don't forget the talcum powder in between your nuts all oh, right it's, it's a hot day out there it's talcum you season. do not you do not want to be crazy out there all right mm-hmm. you want to be respectful out there exactly. you know put the talcum powder on be respectful to yourself and those around you all right that's all i'm gonna say stay fresh stay fresh <laughs> nigga. all right y'all we out of here we love you peace peace